What's up? Welcome to episode three of the Times Up Outdoors podcast. Coming at you from Whitmore Lake, out in the shanty, doing some ice fishing. Um, we got a special guest with us today, 14-year-old Austin Thompson. He's uh, an avid football player. He likes long walks on the beach and candlelit dinners for you ladies. I'm pretty I think sure he's you're single. single. Yeah. You're single? All right. Do you wear Crocs? Or are you like no. a flip-flop guy? All right, fair. I wear Crocs. I, I'll wear them, but like you would wear Crocs. Wow. All right, so I used to wear Crocs. As you can see, we, we really don't even have a we really don't have a specific topic today. We're gonna talk to you about some ice fishing and a whole bunch of other stuff. We want to let you guys know some new stuff that's coming to Times Up and um, what to look forward to this year uh, as far as our content goes and some stuff that we're gonna try to get into. And uh, I got a question. Okay, we can kind of start rolling since we got Austin here. Let's do it. All right. So, was that like a segue like they do in the meteor? Was that a segue? No. <laughs> okay. Well, Go ahead. I'm not that sophisticated. Piggyback off it. Yeah, we'll piggyback. Turn that into a drinking game. <laughs> so, I'm going to lean into you, all right? Are you coming turkey hunting this year? I want to. You want to. Speak up. Well, then, I yeah. want to. There you go. Then you, you will. All right. Is there anything about it that excites you? Like, I'm assuming you get excited to go deer hunting now that you've shot a couple uh, of those. So, is there anything about turkey hunting that kind of draws you in or just because you haven't done it? I just haven't done it. I want to try it. And I like eating turkey on Thanksgiving, so I want to have my own turkey. There you go. That's a pretty perfect answer, that's actually. A, that's a great reason. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great reason. I've got a whole bunch of little topics we can go wrong my, my My personally have never been turkey hunting either. So. I keep forgetting that you haven't done it either. No, man. I've always just deer hunted in small game, like, you know, rabbits, pheasants. Um, I really oh, haven't done, done a whole lot of turkey hunting. I haven't done any turkey hunting. So John's um, done a bunch. I've done a bunch. I shot a pile of turkey. Pile. I usually shoot a pile. So I wanna, oh, I'm sorry. I want to dive on. into turkey hunting like as a whole. I, have, I, I just had to clear it up because it's illegal to shoot a pile of turkeys. I have shot my one turkey <laughs> and brought people to shoot more turkeys, equating to one pile. If you created your own pile out of the turkeys, you've shot, like I have a pile of beards oh, yeah, that yeah, I've yeah, collected. Okay. Sure, that counts, right? That's so fair. over a lifetime, you shot a pile of turkeys. Yeah, that's fair. I can see John. I understand why you had to clear that up though, because it's you know podcast world. Oh really? You shot a pile of turkeys. We're lucky that we can shoot a pile of turkeys. Next thing you know, we'll be on the internet. These guys shot a pile of turkeys last year. Yep. (laughs) That guy right there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah. Hold on. Can I also? uh, I'm going to segue, or what? Piggyback. Piggyback. The raccoon skin cap. You guys see this? Show the tail. Huh? There it is. John's got the raccoon skin cap on that he made himself. (laughs) So if you're not watching on the video podcast and you're listening, that sucks because... Well, just go check it out on our Instagram. It's all over Instagram. It's all over Instagram. We're going to put more pictures of him on there with it on. Um, So what are we fishing for today, boys? So this is uh, Whitmore Lake. I grew up on this lake um, when I was a kid. I caught every species of fish that this lake has to offer actually a, a couple that are no longer in this lake um which is tiger muskie we haven't oh, seen sure. one of these come out of this lake in like i'd say at 10 years you need to tell a story about your tiger muskie okay, you caught so, a tiger muskie out here yes no yeah, shit. W- when i was a kid okay anyway when i was a kid uh my dad and i used to come out here all the time I actually go to the boat launch we had a buddy that lived out here uh, his name was joe davis and when i was probably younger than Dugan and and Austin, I was out here and they they'd bring me out, and they would all all they would do is set up tip ups. They wouldn't jig ever, which kind of frustrated me. But nonetheless, they would sit in there and just do what we're doing, just drink. They'd play cards. They had a permanent shanty out there, is all always made out of wood. That's not hers, is it? And uh, 
by the way he's they're checking tip up says we're talking so made out wood we'd go out there hang out sit there and uh one one day it was a, a day like today <laughs> took you a while it was in the morning uh we had two flags two tip ups about 100 yards from each other and we we're just kind of hanging out and i looked over one tip up was up like oh, me being the youngest guy so i went over there and i grabbed it and i started reeling this thing up reeling it up and as i was reeling it up the 100 yards away we had another flag that flag went up so my dad ran over there and i'm fighting this fish well me and my dad are both fighting fish we're gonna double up on whatever you know probably a pike and so my dad you know pulls this thing in starts reeling and reeling and reeling and i see the head swim by my hole i'm like oh my god I'm, i mean i'm a little kid man and all of a sudden i see just this monster of a purple head i mean purple light purple like a blue like the bush can if you guys don't know what a tiger muskie looks like, that blue swim by this thing. And I said, oh my God, this Becky. thing. And from the, it took about three and a half seconds from the head to the tail to swim by my hole. Well, me being a little eight-year-old kid, I, I pulled this thing up and I was only about, shoot, I don't know, less than 52 inches <laughs> tall because I had to stand up on my tippy toes and walk backwards to get this thing out of the, out of the hole. And I, we're all laughing, and, and Joe is standing right next to me, just just screaming. There's a guy off in the distance. I saw this little kid fighting this monster fish. He came over with a video camera at the time, you know, the little cassette ones. Came over with this video camera, started videotaping, like, oh my God, man, we're high-fiving. And meanwhile, we forgot all about my dad, because we got this monster fish on the ice. I mean, screw that stupid hammer handle pike you got, whatever. So all of a sudden, the guy that's filming says, uh, he's like, hey dude, your fish is going, you're fishing. And it starts flopping and it goes right back in the hole. I'm like, no, dude, that was the most, that was so depressing. And my dad's still fighting his fish and I'm crying as a little kid. This is terrible. So my buddy, my dad's buddy, Joe goes over there. This two years ago? No, yeah, no, <laughs> leave it alone. Says the two shortest guys. <laughs> Listen. So I'm crying and, and my, my dad, I mean, uh, my dad's buddy, Joe goes over to, to see my dad and my dad's got this thing by the tail in the ice. He's like, oh, it's a big one. Pulls it up on the ice. It's, it ends up being the same fish. We're going to take a quick break. Time out. Time, Time out. out. Time's up. Somebody's drilling a hole. To our, uh, oh, our sponsors. Brought to you by. Brought to you by. Brought to you by nobody. Oh, Bush Light. Bush Light. So Taylor Lanner was with me one time. Hold on, John's not done anyway, with Anyway, the, oh, yeah, the premise of the story. All right, let's get back to the that story. The premise of the story, it was the same exact fish. He, that, that thing swam 100 yards grab both baits it was the same fish it still had my hook in its mouth and we actually lost a tip up because i, I was crying in my fit of rage i watched <laughs> the tip up just went right in the hole it was gone so so you guys both hooked into the same giant muskie same giant tiger muskie yeah he got it and out 53 inches do you have a picture of it no rick the bait shack that we used to by the way we're gonna it's take like an old the elusive rick's bait shack and we'll touch on him in a minute he uh he used to have a picture of it and then i think he had a fire in his bait shop or something something happened where so the only known gone. picture of this muskie is Sorry. was burned yeah, in a there's fire. a video out there somewhere and if you're Sounds watching this right. if you're watching this and you, you're probably or super listening. old by now but yeah if you're listening to this and you were the guy that was videotaping i'll Send pay i'll in. pay a significant amount of money to i get mean there's video. at least gonna be 10 or 15 people that listen to this podcast <laughs> hopefully <laughs> one of those guys is that old guy that has a video of that it. would be sweet 10 or 15 old. people <laughs> By the way, that was on Whitmore Lake at the boat launch. Back yeah, that's in, where uh, we're at. We're at uh, Whitmore uh, 95? Lake. Uh, 90, 
95? Somewhere in there. 95, yeah. you would've been three years old, John. So Tiger Muskie, what you're else do right. you catch out here? A lot of... A lot out here, a lot of pike. A lot of pike. You're gonna see Yeah, you probably, killed the pike the other day. Probably, uh, yeah. No, I was at, on uh, live with it, but you'll see probably through the duration John, of this Breeze podcast. calls BS. Who? Breeze. Oh, oh uh, Jeff? Yeah. Tell Jeff that he can take a suck. <laughs> Jeff actually knows my we're dad, and he's he's a he's a local boy. He's actually right down the road. Cool. All right, so we're fishing for pike mainly today. Austin uh, has actually, never actually not not right here. Right here, we're actually set up in a walleye spot. Oh, that's nice. Good. I'm glad I knew what I was fishing. Well, the yep. tip ups are out for pike. Like tip ups are out for pike. Yeah, yep. we got tip ups set up for pike, and we are here fishing for walleye in this spot. Austin has never pulled anything through the ice, fish wise. Today's the day. I'm not um, either. Is that our yeah. flag right there? Okay, or is that somebody else's? We uh, might have oh, no, those are, those no, are. No, ours are. is right up next to the cord. There's a green one over there that's ours. Yeah, there's a can. Those are canners. Never mind. So, you can't see uh, I can see that. John can see it right there. I can see this one and that one. Yeah. We're good? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Good. So, yeah, we're fishing for walleye over here. We got uh, tip-ups out for pike. And um, I'm not a big, big ice fisherman at all i mean i might do it once a year twice a year last year i went out twice because joe palm and his son wanted to go out me and awesome went out with him i think what did i catch one did joe yeah. catch any joe uh, and joe and kyle caught a couple yeah they caught like 10. yeah joe and kyle caught a couple um so you know i i got a boat i like being out in the summertime you know drink beer and get a tan with my shirt off and my abs out you know that's the best way to fish. Which I don't understand that because you're a hop a skip away from Lake St. Clair, which is awesome, awesome perch, or yeah, perch fishing. Yeah, but it's awesome perch fishing in the summer or in the fall. Well, well yeah, I mean, you can catch perch out there all the time. Through the ice. I know it is. I know. That's yeah. what we go for when we go. We go but for every perch. Every time we go, we don't catch anything. We've only gone once. Well, don't that, make it sound. No, we went out. <laughs> that one time it sucked. No. How many times have we gone out? We went twice. Oh. We went, but we went to Metro side. We went to with, Metro with Palm, and then we and went. Then we went in our marina. Yeah, and that was kind of scary because it's not so oh, like the ice I was going to crack every five seconds. I jumped seconds. on the boat. Uh, area. Yeah, so I'm not a huge ice fisherman. I, I really, I, I like it. I'll get out here and do it. Uh, John, John's a bigger ice fisherman than I think any of us in here, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, John's yeah, kind of the expert. Either. I follow my brother around when he goes. I'm not an expert. I just, Hunter's I just out do there, it a lot. Uh, I suck a lot of the time. Hunter's out there on Saginaw Bay yesterday, right? Pretty much every day. Today, yeah. I'm surprised he's not out there Just right now. Just killing the walleye? Crushing walleye. Yeah. A couple lake trout here and there. But here we are. Job. On Bruce McMurtry says that I'm one sandwich away from being fat. Wow. Bruce. That's aggressive. I, I can't mean, argue I'm... with you. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you, bud. <laughs> yeah. John, John's still got it going on, though. Mm-hmm. Just give him a couple years. Yeah. I'm about to be a dad, so that dad bot's yeah. about to be a Give him a couple effect. more years and a couple more cases of bush light. Yeah. Oh, our flag went up. Nice, we got one. We're going to take I a break from this podcast, and we're going to go check our tip-ups. All right. Is it green? Yeah, it's green. We got a request of by Nico, which would actually make a pretty good learning subject for maybe some younger listeners or some people that don't ice fish that much, um, is how, how to work a tip-up, okay? So... You listen to Scott, you guys are good? You're good, Scott? I'm listening. Okay. So what we're going to do is like tip-ups are, are pretty much set and forget. Yeah. How you set them and where you set them and what you're fishing for, what bait you're using, that all changes depending on what you want to catch or where where your structure is. So in this, I'm going to mute Nico. 
Um, in this scenario, we are fishing right on top of a cabbage weed uh, bed, a huge cabbage weeds that come up to, to the ice about, I'd say uh, two feet under the ice, there's cabbage right where, where our uh, tip-ups are. And what we're doing is we're setting those tip-ups right on top of that cabbage and letting those things ride. And so with pike being a predator fish, they're pretty much the kings of this lake, right? So what they're doing is the eyes are, their eyes are mounted on the top of their head for a reason, because they're always looking up. So when you get these guys out there and they set these tip-ups, you know, they give them a 20-foot leash to, to run with, that, that's not necessarily all that, all that right. Damn. All you need to do is set up that tip up, maybe two, three feet under the ice, which I'm sure Nico just did. And so that's what we're doing with it. It's all dependent on what we're trying to catch. We're using chubs with a treble hook at number two. And uh, we're, like I said, we're putting them three feet under the ice, just on top of that cabbage. So what, what just happened out there was uh, what Nico wanted to talk about. Um, it's working a tip up is different depending on what what kind of fish is on and what bait you're using and what kind of hook you're using and i i was listening to you guys and i i know exactly what happened so first of all what happened is you guys for the listeners what happens they walked up on this tip up and we're using polar tip ups which are um they have the the barbs on the top with the flag and when you walk up on a tip up the first your first thing is not to just go up there and grab it you're actually just going to look at it if that thing is spinning that means there's a fish on there a chub's not going to be able to take that much line through all that weed and all that stuff so if it's spinning there's a fish on there now what happens a lot with pike especially this time of day what they're going to do is they're going to grab the back side of that bait and swim with it and so they might not there's a good chance that hook's actually not in their mouth so they're grabbing the back side and they're just swimming with it they're taking line and uh i'll let nico explain what to do at that point yeah so basically and that, that's my fault because i got excited and didn't explain it well enough so that fish ran with that before we even got there probably 30 feet at least 40 feet straight down into the weed so what he's doing like john's saying he grabbed a hold probably not of the hook itself but the back of that fish and he's taking it down into his little home down in the weeds into that cabbage and then he's going to sit there and pull it into his mouth so did you see how that thing was spinning when we walked up there? So we're gonna let that, and when it's rolling like that, let it go, and once it stops, pull that thing out slow and keep the line where it is, and then you start to pull it up, and as soon as you feel any tension at all, any uh, tightness, rank, get like you're trying yeah, to pull a whale out of that hole, and then you'll get them. Yeah. And what I said- It's a learning curve, it's totally different. If you, I mean, it's, it's different, a different feeling. What I was saying, it depends on also what you're, fit, what you're fishing for. When you pull a pike through the ice, we'll get a look at the mouth of it. Uh, it, we're not going to set a hook like how you set your hook is different depending on every fish. We're not going to set the hook on a crappie like we're setting it on a pike. Yeah. A pike's got pretty much a stone mouth, so you're not going to be able to rip that that right. hook through that. So you can't. It's you almost can't set it too hard. As to where a crappie or or, or a even a walleye, walleye you've got to kind of tender them. And you'll notice a difference too. Like the pike, a lot of time they'll they'll stop. They'll run and they'll stop, and then they'll run and they'll stop. You'll catch a hook a largemouth up on one of these things, and they just like a constant slow troll, from my mm -hmm. experience anyway. Yep. It's just constantly spinning because they just swim away because they suck their food in. Oh, okay. So they just come in and pull it right in, and then they just, like a bass, largemouth, they'll just large slowly mouth. cruise away with it. Small, the same thing, any of those bass. That's how they eat. They just inhale. 
so it's a little bit different. Pike are predators, so they take their time. And you'll, a, a catfish, catfish are actually smart, which they are, there's channel cats in this lake. Um, what they're gonna do, if you get one of those on a tip up, you'll see that, you'll see that line going straight down. When you pull that tip up up, you're not really even touching the line. You'll see it go straight down and it'll be stopped. Because what they did is they grabbed their bait and they're going down there and they're just gonna slowly start, let that bait creep down their, their throat. And so they're at the bottom of the lake when they're trying to digest something big like that. And so they won't be moving. So back to the story time. Since yeah. that was so John 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 caught a uh, tiger muskie on Wetmore Lake, and there's no proof other than his testimony. It's which not. I a trust him. Tale. He's a trustworthy it's man. It's not a fisherman's tale, Breeze Meister. <laughs> son of a so, bitch. John. Uh, and that, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Do you yeah, have any that. other sweet ice fishing stories? Me? Yeah. Hmm. Nope. I got a fun one. I went out with Taylor Laner, who we had on that, I saw him on live earlier. Taylor Laner is, I went to high school with this kid, about a year younger than me. He's a big fella, big offensive lineman type corn fed boy. So mm -hmm. we used to go out and spear pike and put tip ups up on Thompson Lake and Howell and lay them out. It's a pretty, good, pretty good lake. So we were out there doing that one day. We're walking to a, a flag that we got up, kind of trotting over there, and Taylor's big ass steps in a hole that we couldn't see and drops down and blows his knee out. <laughs> like wrecked yeah. it. I mean like surgical wrecked it. Wait, is this oh, during football no. season? No, this was we had been graduated from. Oh, okay. So bad day, right? We barely caught it was a rough day on the water. We didn't catch as many as we normally like, do. Look at this hole. Yeah, he blows Easy his knee going. out in a hole. Like, yeah, you know to get a little ice on it. Yeah. Blows his knee out. So now we're driving home with and my old Ford Ranger. We didn't catch it's kind of a beat up day. Taylor's broken. Driving home. We got a salt truck doing like 25 miles an hour in front of us. Do what he's doing. I go, uh, I go to pass this thing, the salt truck, and as I'm passing the salt truck, who's not dropping salt, the roads are clear. A guy blows through a stop sign on a side road, T-bones my truck. I flip my truck. We roll over a couple of times. We're laying on my driver's side door. Is this the same day? Yeah, on the way home from this that horrible trip. Hell so he's, got a, he's got a bum knee, yeah, and you Taylor's, guys got to a freaking Taylor, is, you don't really ice fish a whole lot. <laughs> he's stuck in the seatbelt. He's hanging in the seatbelt, yeah. like, in the middle of the thing. I got to push him out the passenger door to climb out the top of the truck oh now. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Taylor and I don't ice fish together anymore. <laughs> is that the last time? <laughs> I think that is the last time we ice fish yeah. together. I don't know if I want to ice fish with you. That was like four or five years ago. That's a bad day. Yeah. That sounds like it. I've seen two of my friends at least put their leg through the ice. I think I've gone ice fishing a couple times with my dad, my stepdad when I was young, and uh, out on Lake Sinclair. And I don't even remember catching fish. I just remember being freezing cold because we didn't have a shanty. So that sucked. And now I use his shanty all the time. I think I probably use that more than him, but which is like twice a year, so he uses it zero. <laughs> but I don't have any good uh, ice fishing stories. I don't have any... Uh, Anything yeah. to really talk about ice fishing other than the reason I like ice fishing so much yeah, is because it. I, because I grew up poor, and you don't need much to come out here and just you can cover all the water you can in a boat. Yeah, and you don't need much. It's not it makes sense because when not you're expensive, man. I, when I, you're a little kid and and all you can do is fish off the dock, you know. Yeah, you know your dad's at work or wherever you gotta. I grew up. My grandpa had a house on Lake St. Clair, so I grew up on Lake St. Clair. I mean, we were there every day and I drove my I rode my bike to his house and stuff and me and my buddies would go fishing every day after school whenever we could so but I always had that feeling where you know like I'm I'm sitting on the dock and I always felt like all right I'm I felt like I was catching the same fish all the time 
you know, I, in my mind, I'm like, the same fish live by my grandpa's dock, and I catch them every day. I catch a bunch of bluegill, and every now and then you'd throw in something. You got one? No. Oh, freaking took it, bro. Let a bunch of line up. Oh. Every yeah. night, now and then you'd, you'd, you'd catch something random. You know, you get a pike. Guy, guy next door to us caught a muskie off the dock. But I can understand where you're coming from, John, because. Two, two reels. Um, that thought sitting on the dock, and then all you right want to do is get out on the water. It's, I mean, it's like that. It's that where you too, can the, in the winter. The grass is always greener on the other side, kind of yeah, thing. It's like, I, if I could just get over there. I mean, I, I didn't have a boat. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we never had anything cool. So ice right. fishing time, I could walk across the whole lake. Yeah, yeah. I, I get just where you're coming from. Just me and a from. sled and a and a pole. I think I bought my first boat when I was like 22. So I, and I always had access to boats growing up. So I never really cared to ice fish. I My just, grandpa lived on a lake, and I would take his rowboat out all the time, too. That's cool. So. Oh, God. What? Do that. What? I forgot I was hooked up to Oh, my God. Headphones. John almost just pulled his $3,000 camera, or our $3,000 camera, into a fucking ice fishing hole. That was cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. So is that heater going to go on today? or it's on This right one, now. it's on low. Oh. You want it on high? Yes. Are you cold? Yeah. Oh, can you see my breath over here? You, you guys are over there just in a sauna. Yeah, it's pretty nice over it's here. It's high now. It's real nice over here. It's like 14 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, thank it's, God we got your heater in our shanty. It's 18 degrees <laughs> right here. Yeah. So, I mean, fishing. I love fishing, but, I mean, this is fun. This is a blast. I just, it's, it's tough to get me to do it. Yeah. You know, when I'm sitting in, in my house all warm and cozy, and I'm like, hey, go outside and get in the cold, and it's going to be cold. <laughs> It's easier, like, when I'm expecting to catch fish. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fair-weather ice fisherman, no Me doubt. Too. I can go Me cast too. all day in the summer. The only reason why I came out here is because I thought John could put us on fish. <laughs> wow. So. See, I knew that was going to come, too. <laughs> you guys are like, hey, uh, I'm like, you know, maybe we should go hunt in the, in the you know. We're definitely That's gonna... why he called me this morning. Yeah. He says, hey, we're going to change plans today. We're going to go small game hunting, uh, whatever we can get out in some state property. And I'm thinking... He doesn't want to take us out to his fishing hole. Nah. That's what I thought of originally. Well, it's just I knew it was going to be packed today. We're running a generator out here. It's not that packed, though. But where I would sit right there is oh. right over there. Okay, have you ever been on Lake St. Clair? <laughs> yeah. Because when you said packed, I was like, I pulled up, no, and I'm like, there's no, like no. 10 shanties out here. There's hundreds. Lake St. Clair, there's like thousands of them. Because you guys are fishing all a huge, oh, I yeah. mean, they there, this lake what is lake's so pretty small. How big? How big is this lake? I have no idea. How deep is this lake? You about to put me? Why are you putting me on the spot? Google it or something. Some, I wish we had Jamie? somebody like Jamie on Joe Rogan's podcast. Just look it up real quick. Awesome. Google it. Breeze <laughs> just texted me. If you go to where the east side of the wait, I'm not going to say that because this is okay. Never mind. Hey, don't right, give I got up. you. I got don't you, give Jeff. Up Breeze's, uh, Thanks a lot, Jeff. Hot spots. That's the thing I'll talk about. Hot spots, man. Hot spots for fishing or hunting, which really doesn't pertain to hunting unless you're hunting state land, but fishing spots, really. Right. Yep. How protective of are you of your spot? I think I differ from most on this. Okay, let's hear what your opinion I'm is. I'm not protective at all. You're not? You'll no, tell everybody? I tell everybody. You'll tell everybody, yep. too? 100%. Sure. I would tell the, any all 15 people that listen to this podcast exactly where I would, like, so bow fishing, for example, is a big, like, people are real secretive of it. Yeah. 
and I could care less. Yeah. I will shoot fish with the other boat right next to me. I don't care okay. about Unless I'm doing a tournament that day. You guys Boulder are just walleye just on Detroit River. I could care less unless it's like the week of the, the smoke on the tournament. water. Yep. I could. Yeah, this is where I'm catching every fish. Well, here's the color I use. I don't care. See, I'm different. Most right. people are definitely. I'll different. tell you, I'm on a different lake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Um, come on, 54 is doing it. No, I used to go uh, musky fishing on Lake St. Clair with this guy. He worked for uh, a charter boat. On Lake Sinclair, and his boat, the charter was across the dock from mine in my in the marina when I was like 22, 23. And so he'd get off work from fishing with this guy, and he'd sit there and talk to me. We'd shoot the shit, and then he'd be like, "Well, let's go, let's go out." He had a boat. It was his dad's boat. The kid's loaded. His dad owns a, some company that builds army tanks or something like that. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. that one down. Not a bad so job. He's got a thirty-eight foot Tierra decked out. Nice. I mean, every single piece of musky fishing equipment you can ever imagine having um boxes of boxes of lures and just amazing so we'd go out on his boat and go we'd kill we'd kill him every time we'd catch five six seven musky a couple hours but this kid was so funny he would he was so angry about other boats and other fishermen because they knew his boat and they knew you know he was used to working the charters and and he knew they followed the charters around you know so he knew how it go and he used to get on the radio. There's a musky channel. I can't remember what channel it was. But he'd get on the radio and he'd start telling people where he's catching musky. And we're nowhere near any of those areas. Like, he'd be like, we're at the dumping grounds. Uh, and we'd be over in Canada, like way in Canada. <laughs> and He'd be right in front of the marina. Yeah, and he'd be telling everybody on the radio, oh, yeah. Because guys would get on there and ask where, where you guys catching them. And, and he'd get on the radio and be like, yeah, we're, this is where we are. And it, and I, I'm not kidding you. We would, I've actually seen, and maybe it was coincidence, but he'd give a report and there'd be guys that would, you could see like multiple boats in the area you were in leave and go towards the area that that report was given. <laughs> and he's like, see, see, they're all a bunch of assholes. <laughs> oh, they're just trying to catch fish. That happens when you're fishing on a river uh, for walleye, the Detroit River, you'll be I mean, you'll see boats kind of bouncing, and all of a sudden you hook into two, three fish in a row, and 15 boats pull Next, up within yep. 10 feet all of a sudden. Well, that happens here a lot when you ice fish, because and ice, fish, ice fishing is different, because what, what you do is it's so weird. Like, this guy over here, if you're the first one on the ice. Are you pointing at me? No, this guy, whoever the first one is on the ice. Okay. Somebody that doesn't know this lake is like, we're just going to go drop a line and see if we can't catch a fish. She's going to go sit next to that guy. Yep. And then the next guy's like, oh, they must be catching fish it's out the there. Same, yeah. And then it just starts growing. It's the same with uh, perch fishing on Lake St. Clair in the summer or fall. You go out out in front of the Gross Point Yacht Club. This is a popular spot. Yep. I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. I've been there. That's actually where people go a lot. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and, you know, and that's, that's what I used to do. I used to get out there and I would just look for the group of boats. And then I'd go right to them. And usually you'd catch fish, but sometimes you wouldn't catch anything. And a bunch of people would be stand, fishing. And more people and more people would keep coming, and yeah, nobody and was catching fish. In. It's just a, like a chain reaction. I did it today. I saw that guy put two pike on the ice on his tip-ups, and I put mine in the same line out this weed bed that he's on. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yep. And that's the one that we had a flag go off on. Well, I mean, Now, do you, do you, you guys, neither one of you have a Vexilar, right? Because if you did, it'd be with us. No, I've got a Vexilar, but do we have room for that? Scott? I, they're not that big. They're not bigger than that. No, but where? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna? Put? I just didn't feel like a Vexlar is weird when you're running four lines. You know, I bought a Vexlar once, and I took it back. 
Why? I bought a Vexler. I went fishing one time. Okay. Can I tell you something right now? I'm yeah, going to tell all the listeners yeah. that if there's anybody that buys something and takes it back, it's Scott. Everything oh, yeah. that he buys, he the takes camera. back. Are you well, the there's guy who, a, like, okay, there's a, a, there's a reason back. for the camera. Okay, well, it's a good reason. Yeah. Anyways. And what I'm doing, I still have to do it just Maybe. so that it's, there's a good reason. Yeah. But the Vaxlar, I took it out and I went fishing like once and then I realized you go ice fishing once or twice a year. You just spend $400 on something <laughs> to go ice fishing and you're an idiot. So I, I fished with it one time, didn't catch a single fish. I took it back to the store. My brother the, runs a Vexlar and a camera at the same time, no matter where he's at, all the bro. time. So, so that's a good question for our listeners. They can write it, write in, email us, whatever, comment on our stuff. What uh, do you guys prefer to fish with or without? And what about cameras? Because my buddy, he goes to Simcoe every year, which I was supposed to go with him next week, and I can't because of my passport issue. But um, he said last year they went and they were they weren't catching anything. They were using this camera, and they realized that the fish were getting scared of the camera. He said once they stopped using the camera, they slammed them. Yep. I could see that. I've heard that. We did a whitefish trip in Green Bay last year. I saw the pictures. I remember that. Yeah, pretty awesome. And our guide uses a Vexlar. We, our first guide trip ever did. And he had a Vexlar. And he was, like, against the camera. My brother desperately wanted to run it, though, because he wanted to see what it looked like down there. Okay. So the guide's like, all right, cool, go for it. So he drops the camera down there after a while. Next thing you know... The guide has now sat directly next to Hunter, my brother, and is staring at his camera and bought a camera, and he's using it this year while he's out there. He so what was it. his reason for being against the Because camera. he was had a Vexlar forever, and it worked just fine for him, and he was like, oh, there's no need for it. And then he saw, you know, it's cool to watch the fish eat. Okay. So then he, all of a sudden, next year, thing you know, he... It is, it is cool. I when it works, it works. Like, like, John, are you warm in there? Yeah. No, I'm okay. good. I'm going to turn this down to medium. Perfect. Yeah, Vexlars are cool. I mean, Vexlars are sweet because they... Uh, they give you a nice cone. You can see a 360-degree cone, but some people don't like it because it's hard to... It's, you have to it, think differently when you look at it, but a camera, you can actually see structure. Well, and now the new cameras, too, like... Yeah, his, Hunter's has a remote, so you can turn it. It's got a little, little thing on it? Yeah, and you twist it around and everything while you're watching. You know, it's, That's sweet. It's pretty badass. I just bought my dad one for Christmas because he does, he's out there on Gillette's Lake in Jackson. He does a lot of fishing. out there. Hmm? Drone out there. Is there? Yep. Sweet. Scott's got a friend down the ice. All right, so out there and that's ice fish. That's a, how about how about we call that enough for enough for ice fish? You want to talk about yeah. ice fishing? Seven anymore? people just fell asleep. Yeah, they're like, wow, you guys are awesome. What do you want to talk about now, John? Why is it me? I'm we're going shed hunting next well, month. We're good on ice fishing. Let's talk about shed hunting. Pretty excited about that. I went the other day, didn't find anything. I shot a squirrel and a rabbit though for a stew that I'm making. Where do you typically go? Shed hunting. Shed hunting. Yeah. Everywhere. Any piece of property that will let me go. I knock on doors. You'll knock on doors? Yeah, I've done public. How many sheds do you typically find in a season? In Michigan? Roughly a dozen. That's it? That's it. Can we tell you about, uh, uh, what's his guy? What's his? Tommy? Tommy. Yeah, so Tommy Bradenberg, if you don't know him, Bravery Outdoors. Yeah. He's from Illinois. He's, last I knew, which was uh, last yesterday, he was over 40 already. Wow, already this season? Yeah, it's, he's re- and he's found some. Did giant. you guys notice early shed, uh, early shedding at all? Um, not Seemed earlier like the than talk money. of the the internet. I feel like that gets more and more popular due to more and more people running trail cameras. I think so too. But do bucks lose their yeah. antlers in December all the time? Right, right, it's right. It's not unheard of. I didn't really see much. I mean, I still had bucks. I was flying my drone around at my dad's the other day, getting some oh, B-roll yeah, shit, like and there two, was there was bucks big. on my. Out of my dad's property. I had a buck two weeks or ago on camera. Was, he still uh, had his antlers. Yeah. But they, I mean, like if you ask any 
real shed guy, at least in the Midwest, until mid-February, you still expect bucks to have antlers. Some. I was coming home from a turkey trip in Nebraska, first weekend of April, and there was a buck in Iowa who still had his antlers. Oh, wow. That's the first week of April, and he was huge. Can we... So, I'll be honest with you. I don't... I've only ever been out shed hunting a hand, a half I've only time. ever gone out once. It was last year. I got news for you. We're going to shed hunt both your properties. This that year. was my first... Well, uh, that so, was my, yeah, so, whatever you want to go, dude. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Weird story, real quick. Last year, I took uh, I took Amanda and uh, Austin and the girls. We all went out um, shed hunting my dad at my dad's house. And we were walking this field edge, and there's like this little thicket of like thorn bushes that was all, all you know, turned over. And there was a pile of bones under there, and there was three skulls. Eddie found it. There's three skulls, and they were tied together. Was it like this guy's spot that he was like that? Well, no, one, they, yeah, two of them were tied together, and like one was on a branch. Before so that, that, we found that one. That's a coyote bait. Probably. Yeah, that's what is that what that is? That's oh, yeah, what Mr. Mike sure. told me. Either that or it was a trap. Oh, but yeah. Seattle Coyote. Before we found that, before we found the skulls, It's illegal. It was is a it? Oh, it is? To hang like that. I don't okay. think you can do that. Yeah, well, they're yeah, doing but it. But before... Uh, it wasn't on our property. It was just on property that we're allowed to hunt. Yeah. Um, That we're allowed... You know, we walk on but it like, and stuff. It's just a farmer's that, field. Before we found that, like, a few feet behind it, there was, like, a bunch of other bones. Remember? Like... Yeah, it was a, there was a pile of bones and then the skulls and they were like tied together. It was weird. It was yeah, so weird. what those guys do is they take those, they take the uh, the skulls, they'll take a whole dead carcass and they'll tie the tie the heads together and then eventually those the coyotes will come out there and just start ripping it apart. Yeah. So obviously. those bones that you're finding are probably from the same. Carcass. They were small too. They were yep. real small. Yeah. Like it looked like fawns. Yep. Probably oh, was. It was weird. Probably shot from the road. No, nowhere, nowhere near the road. Okay. Nowhere, nowhere near. You can't even see this area from the road. Interesting. Okay, so it was like really. So shed hunting. You, shed you've hunting, only gone shed a hunting, couple times. Nico, help me. What? I'm in. Help yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Because I'm not a big uh, shed hunter either. What so do we I want to get into it more this year. How do you do it? Uh, first things first. Just tell us your best shed hunting spots. The two <laughs> biggest things for shed hunting, in my opinion, are be ready to walk a lot. I mean, just you have to just put on miles, and then be persistent enough to keep your eyes down bear me like i get i get bored and i want to start i want to start looking on you start looking for new tree stand spots and things like that but uh you have to just keep your eyes down and bring binoculars binoculars Binoculars, why because you'll you'll find a trail that you won't want to walk down but you can see a long ways down it and it saves you a ton of time if you can get your binos up and look down is that that ours right there is that up no that's them over there and then, so that's first things first, south-facing ridges, anybody will tell you that, because the deer are going to bed up on that south. So, like, when I go look for sheds, I go to where I know deer bed, Okay. I find their bedding, and I start looking in their beds. And then from their bedding, I go to their main trails that lead to food, okay. where they stage at, find a lot in the staging. And then I look in the fields. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the last spot, but finding sheds and fields is pretty pretty dang hard. I mean, I, I would imagine with fields, especially if they've got... Especially bean stubble fields. Bean stubble, they got, you use your binos and you just glass them. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got. It seems like it'd be hard to find, see that too. It's definitely not easy by any means. You've got uh, anything, you know, the obvious ones are like anything a deer is going to try to jump over. You know, crit crossings are big because they got to put a little extra oomph to come up and down. Yeah, when they hit the ground, it falls off. Like when I went out west and we looked in Nebraska that one, or Kansas that one year, I found more sheds in a day than I ever have in a year in Michigan. And wow, there was. Really? 
I mean, every creek crossing, it seemed like I had a shed antler. Really? And every bedding, I found a shed. Now, why do you think that is? Why Why is there more? I mean, I think the deer are more isolated there than they are here. There's so much more room for them to hang out. Right. Like out there, you get on deer sign, you're gonna, I mean, you're gonna find it. Like we literally were driving down a back road in uh, northern Can. No, where we were at? Yeah, northern Kansas. We're cruising. There was this brush crap on the side of the road. My old man said there's a shed in there. It was just on the side of the road, some random brush. Yep. We get off, we jump eight mule deer come popping out of there and there's a mule deer shed laying in it. Oh shit. Big four point side. And it's like that's just how it was. Every time you'd find a good area, there'd be sheds. My brother and his buddy set up a blind, a turkey blind, we're turkey hunting out there, find a shed. He steps out of the blind to take a piss. The other shed's across the creek right behind him. The biggest, <laughs> what's the biggest uh, shed you ever found? Um, those two were probably the biggest. That pair, Matt, when we... Oh, there you go. There it is. I think hammered that, bud. Yeah, oh, it did. Shit. Let me get the GoPro out. Here oh, I my go. reel came off. <laughs> well, that's what it was. My reel came off of the pole itself. Hold up. That's running like a pike. Yeah, it is. It hit like a pike. Oh, show. Oh shoot, Scott I'm, just dunked his GoPro. I'm literally holding on to my reel that's separated from my pole. Oh, that that's thing's a fight. big. Oh, sweet. Yeah, nice little guy. I saw that thing swim by my hole. I'm like, what in I didn't bring my spreaders or my honey I gotcha. So. All right. Nice pike. Look at that. On a <laughs> what did you catch that on a Haley or something? I caught him on the my perch rig that I use. Is it like yeah. a little Swedish pimple or oh, yeah. like a teardrop? Yeah, a little, little bead. Yeah, a little bead. Throw that thing up in front of the camera. Yeah. Not bad, huh? Cute little fish. Here. Picture of you. Easy, easy, easy. Yeah. Beautiful cover girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was sexy. But he's actually going bald. Does anybody want this? So, so yeah, we're, we're how, good. How, how big is he? So, quick measurement, he's 22 inches. 22 inches? Mm. So he's so he's two uh, right next to the owl. Ready? Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Shove that in the hole. So this one's too small. He's twenty-two. Twenty-two, yeah. Twenty-four is the size limit. So. Yep. Off he goes. Well. Really. Epic. I mean, fail. your head was in the hole. Epic fail. Really. Get in there. There he goes. Oh, he hit oh. the GoPro. Oh. <laughs> He's not nice to your heater, John. He hit the GoPro as he swam away. It's <laughs> all right. All right. Shut it off. Thanks, buddy. So, there's one fish. I did it. Too small to keep. Catch him. We've got some more fishermen out here. That all thing right. hit it hard, man. That was fun just watching you. That's the thing about fishing, man. You know what I like about fishing? I like watching other people I'm fishing with catch fish. Like, I don't even give a shit if I catch fish. <laughs> he fucked everything up. Did he ruin your rod? <laughs> well, I've kept my little plastic on there to keep my handle nice for like four years. Did you never actually <laughs> set your thing on? Yeah. It's just like, they're like little... Oh, I see. Yeah, a little bullshit. Ooh. All right, boys. On the board. On the board. I don't know what y'all are doing, but shit. All right, so where were we before we We were got talking about uh, no, no, sheds. South-facing shed. ridges. Yeah, south-facing ridges. Okay, why, why south-facing ridges? Oh, yeah. Dude, so, south-facing ridges get the most that. sun. That guy is a lineup. Which is another reason why... Same with, like, we talked cottontails the other day. Cottontails, yeah. They're just warm. So, like, in the wintertime, when everything's cold as hell, they tend to hang out on the south-facing ridges. Right. I'm not going to lie, I learned that from Lee Likoski. Really? So, and that, and you've had luck with that with shed hunting. Yeah, I mean that's where you'll. I think I find the most winter beds on the south facing ridges. Okay. Um, other than that, man, that's really it. 
food sources, you don't want, you know, got to figure out whether they're eating apple trees. I find a bunch under apple trees. They seem to go there, whatever's left. Yeah. Um, there's one spot I find sheds every year in apple trees. I haven't been there yet this year. Yeah. And then pines are easier to find sheds. They seem to live in there too, I'm assuming, because they can bed easy in there maybe. Sure. But like a big... I mean, the canopy. They got a lot of canopy, right? So yeah, I mean, something... They can, they've got a lot of lot of sky cover. There's a reason. Then, I don't know what it is, but find a lot of them in pines. Oh, he's got one. Fish on for old boy Scotty. Horsing him in there. Oh, wow, yeah, he's going to give a heck. It's going to be the same one. No, he's a little guy. I don't even know if it's a fish. Pull the pull it come up. Oh, shit, cut <laughs> off. What, you, what did you have on there? I don't know. Your hooking, drag. Are we all hooking fish on the head? I don't know. I guess my drag... Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> my drag's <Yeah>. way... <laughs> Mm-hmm. We tell, yeah, we don't like fish a whole lot. Yeah, see? My reel just falls off. <laughs> Scott's isn't even working. <laughs> oh, time's up outdoors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, whatever. I don't know what I just had on there. There is weeds. We're having fun, though. Amateur hour. So, shed hunting. I'm, we're you, you, I'm, we're going to go out and, and, and do a... Uh, yeah, soon. Very soon. Now that you're switching over to the good side. Yeah, man. The good yeah. Unit. Wait, hold so, on. So let's so talk let's about talk that. about that. Let's talk yeah. about uh, times up outdoors. Okay, but how how do we turn this into a, like a, a a podcast esque thing? So like, what we have to ask a question. Like, what what would you do to sacrifice? What would you sacrifice to do something you love to be outdoors what? with people you enjoy? Like, what what would you sacrifice? Okay. To be outdoors with people that you enjoy being outdoors with. Obviously, we know your answer. My firehouse. Yeah. yeah. So let's well, I mean, that's not the only reason, though. I know. That I but transferred, it but I mean, it, it was a, it was a it, it played, it a, played role. a role. It definitely played a role. So, 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 kind of news for times up. Just you know, going forward into this this year, um, transfer list just came out. Uh, What's in, a transfer in list? Detroit got? Fire, in the Detroit yeah. Fire Department, you can transfer from your firehouse to another firehouse twice a year. In February and in oh, uh, when's the other one? August. August. Yeah. So. Um, That's every six I months. I have for been your at my firehouse for three and a half years, and I uh, I love it there. It's a great firehouse, ladder thirteen, engine thirty three in Southwest Detroit. I cannot say enough good things about that firehouse, and I think Nico would agree with me because he ran there when he was a trial man. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, it's for a great his truck time. service, um, but. It's a, it's a great neighborhood. There's, I mean, the people are so cool down there. The scenery is cool. I love, I love the way it looks down there. I love, I mean, just my drive home and to work. My drive home mainly because it's sun's coming up over the city. You know, you got a, you got an awesome view. I mean, everything about working down there was pretty awesome. The guys are incredible, smart, great firemen, good, good people, laid back firehouses. There's some good old school firemen. Old school down. Oh, yeah. firemen down there. Just, I mean, man. I really did get lucky getting that spot in the first place, and I got lucky staying there and hanging out with them guys for three and a half years, learning, learning what I learned about truck work and engine work even, and um, it was a good time. But you know, the transfer list came out this this time around, and and for a few reasons, there's a couple reasons, and none of them are bad about the house or the guys or anything. That was in fact what made it the hardest thing to, to decision to make, but. I ultimately made the decision to transfer to ladder 25 engine 53 on the east or west side of the city which is actually where i came from to go to ladder 13 which is kind of funny um but nico runs at ladder 25 he kind of mentioned it to me a few months ago 
and uh, I never really put too much stock into it. And then, kind of last minute ish, I yeah. thought about it and called Nico and asked him if there was still a spot. If anybody's putting in, he he talked to the right people and called me back, told me to put in. So I did, got the spot, and starting Friday, I worked my first shift over there with. Nico and, and the funny part is, is we'll be in the same I'll be in the same battalion as Nico and John working the exact same schedule which was it did play a huge factor because up until this point we we've, we've been working opposite schedules with each other. It's been such a pain and in the ass. They're on unit we have two units in the Detroit Fire Department. You know one unit two and uh, I was on one and they were on two. So trying to set up, trying to pick a day pre- Every day I'm off, they're working. Every day I'm off and Nico's off. John's working. Every day I'm off and John's off. Nico's working. It, it was just a pain in the butt, and it's really hard to run run this business and do the stuff we're trying to do and try to bring you guys some quality quality outdoor media content. So that was a big deciding factor for me. I think it's going to make things a lot easier. We'll have the exact same schedule. We're going to be able to, um, you know, collaborate. Minnowhead. With, with some stuff. I was, trying to, I was trying to give him like sign language. So yeah, I didn't John's over him. here trying to sign like he can't interrupt because we're on a podcast. What happened? Hmm? What happened? I need a minnow. Look at the size oh, of Oh, yeah, minnow. minnow. That's a blue, bro. So, That's what you I think it's going to be good. Uh, we'll have a lot, a lot better schedule. It's going to be a lot easier to, to get together and do stuff. We got a lot of big plans for 2019 and being at the same firehouse in the same battalion as John and it's going to be, uh, it's going to make things a lot easier. I did not think you were going to do it, by the way. No, no, I, I don't think anybody did. I'm pretty sure a lot of people. I, I don't know how many times, I, how many text messages have I gotten. Why did you do that? What you know? Nobody leaves the Seven Battalion. Blah blah blah. Um, people were pretty surprised, but I also have gotten a lot of people who I respect have told me that they Understand. think that I made yeah. a good choice, and not even, not even times up wise, just. Oh, other yeah. other reasons Firewater, that I don't right. really want to yeah. divulge into on the podcast. Just not that they're bad. Just because you know, there's that's just there's it's, just a couple it, reasons. It, and, yeah, it means its own thing. But uh, yeah, so we got a lot of stuff planned for this season, and uh, I think you guys are gonna like it. And we're gonna have a lot of time to put shit together and bounce ideas off each other instead of being over the phone all the time and trying to share data through internet and slow internet and yeah that was yeah. that was well, i mean you and i are learning to be at the, we have the exact same schedule yeah yeah we do i saw that yeah so we'll always be in there bounce stuff off and then john's right down the street yeah yeah so, so my firehouse is what two two, miles. two firehouses hey, away? how'd you catch two that miles fish? away <laughs> he attacked you, you got, show me how you got excited i need you to teach me well first first <laughs> you bit, just drop down there first bit is you just a uh, swedish pimple Ooh, the Swedish pimple. That's what I know. I know the Swedish pimple. So, uh, what do we got planned, man? Let's talk about that. Nico posted a little... Is this our closer? What what time? When did we start? I don't know. We should probably wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's let's talk about real quick what we got planned for this year. Oh, it's seaweeds. What are you Um, doing? I don't know. Keep some down there for the... Okay, don't throw it back in your hole. All right, so so, this year... So what we got planned... Nico, you posted a video online, and yeah. if you if you if you're listening, you want to go on our YouTube's, not YouTube, it's not on YouTube, is it? Mm-mm. It's just on our Instagram, Facebook. Which one? You can find it. We'll reshare it. Uh, the video of Nico in a cold firehouse talking about. Dude, it was uh, so cold. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a cold. It day. was so cold in that firehouse. So yeah. let's let's talk about what we got coming. What, what can you expect from Times Up Outdoors this season? So, April? like we mentioned in that video, we're gonna do fifteen-ish minute episodes. We're gonna do. We still haven't decided this. Either four every three months or three every four months, and then we're gonna do like a video here and there, and we'll probably one a month, like a short five-minute video. What's going on? And a pot, at least a podcast every month with random cooking videos thrown in as they come along. That's on top of all of our Instagram, all of our BS. Yeah, we, plus we all of our other stuff. Yeah. But what we're going to be focusing on on those, um, we were talking shed hunting. I would love, I'm I'm going to fill my whole Missouri trip that I'm about to go on in March. So that will probably you're be. You're shed hunting in Missouri. Shed hunting and scouting for whitetails. Because you're going back there for whitetail in. Yes, September, September. and November. Then right. so, uh, potentially myself if I. Yes. If everything works out. You're going so, in September? Yes. So that's gonna. You can expect to see a lot of that. You're gonna have a ton of Detroit River footage and video and mm-hmm. content I from the uh, walleye run that is best in the world. Um, we're gonna do a small game episode. We're gonna get Austin and Dugan out there shooting some stuff. Um, turkey hunt. Uh, Tur- more, tur- I would turkey be willing hunt, to bend. We'll have more turkey footage than anybody in the state. Don't yeah. jinx us. I, I guarantee. You. I, no, I'm. I'm. I'm 100. I'd sure. be willing to put at least three dollars on it. That three, three or four three at least. Hole? Maybe four. Three whole dollars? Yeah. Dollars. That's like half of the, the... That's almost my whole paycheck. I gotta pay yeah. attention. We will have a ton of turkey footage. Yeah. I'm excited about turkey hunting. It's gonna be insane. I can't wait. Um, we, got, we have so much land to do it. And then we've got... I'm going on a bear hunt in August. Filming Ooh, that. Where at? Canada. Where in Canada? I have no idea. Okay. I got invited to come film and fish. Dude. But it's, oh, I'm filming dude. my dad. So we're oh filming a fire Oh my god, hunt. yeah. So that'll be sweet. He's shooting a bow. Um, we got that going down. Waterfowl again. Um, I think we're gonna do a musky. We're gonna try to do a musky footage or a video. Yeah, we're definitely gonna try to get that. I would love to that. do a sturgeon one. We've never done it. We, we should. I it. mean, I got sweet. the bowl for it. Yep, you sure do. Bu- I mean, like I said in that video, anything you can do in Michigan outdoors wise. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna I mean, try I, to do it. I'll be morel hunting. I don't know if you guys do any of that, but I love all the time. It. I love morel hunting. So we'll sure we see plenty of that. We'll probably film some of that randomness. A lot of bat smallies fishing with Nick Rand. Oh yeah, and that's all coming from yeah. Nico. And so what yeah, I this got is just my yeah. garbage that I'm thinking of. So I've, I've John also John wants to um, do a whole episode on sewing and crocheting. All right, we can do that. <laughs> he it's makes gonna hats. be like it's gonna be he like makes hats. Uh, it's gonna be uh, like uh, what's her name, Martha Stewart. That's gonna be sweet. You but, and Snoop Dogg kicking it. Yeah, that's gonna be badass. But that being said, I've also that's got big like one. like Nico was saying, I've got turkey land. Yeah. So Bruce and I are going to go. My lease. We're going to go stack a pile of turkeys. We've got. No, you're going to shoot one each. We're, we're yeah. going to shoot one each in the spring and then oh, yeah. one a day in the fall. One a day in the fall. And then we are going to, um, I don't know if I told you guys this, but uh, Chris Daly is going to apply for his bear tag. For Michigan? Yeah, it's a, it's kind of weird. Uh, I don't have enough points yet, but Chris has six going into this. Well, going, he's got five going into this year Okay. with an application of six. So he needs nine points to get where he normally goes, and so he's kind of researching on and off about where to go. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I can con, uh, convince him to to drop those bear points. So hopefully, hopefully expect a bear hunt coming from Chris. Okay. And so myself as well. Two Detroit firemen bear hunts. Two Detroit firemen Sweet. bear hunts. A lot of Detroit firemen shooting turkey. A lot of Detroit firemen catching. Are you guys walleye. going spring bear or fall? Fall, August. Yeah. I did a spring bear last year in Ontario. That's it was sweet. awesome. I want to do One that. of us got a bear. Yeah, but the, 
the scenery from that. Oh, dude, it was beautiful. Oh and pike fishing was unreal. Like right, every, right. I'm not kidding you. I'm not even exaggerating a little bit. At least every other or every third cast, you caught a pike. Can't we wait. were catching pike. I mean, a lot of little ones, but still, we had a whole stringer filled full of, full of big ones, which they have different laws up there. They want you to keep the smaller yeah, ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're, they're obviously doing something right because there's a million pike in that lake. And we were using pink lures. They're not a very, yeah. I have a pink lure on right now. Yeah, I saw that. I got me all excited. Because <laughs> I remember using pink lures to catch bite. <laughs> so that being said, we got that. And then um, we're trying to do this cool cooking episode with a couple of the best cooks in the city. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got about do the, that. The, and, uh, the, that's going to take place, episodes. hopefully, that's, at the firehouse. That's a big one. Yeah, it will. Um, I'm going to keep trying to give you out those, put out those minute minute videos if I can get them on there in a minute trying to cook wild game just i got a family of four kids and a beautiful woman at home and um you know we cook a lot of wild, wild game that we well, whatever we kill we eat it obviously and every time i cook wild game i try to throw the gopro up and put together a little video for for times up so i'll keep those coming and, and maybe these guys will get yeah. get on that too and share some recipes and um we got that going and in a, a, a big one coming a big thing to me that I'm really excited about is the big buck contest that we're going to put together, and that's going to come out soon. We got to finalize all the all the stuff on it. Can you give but me a runaround? Because I was sewing this hat when you guys were talking we're, about we'll, it. We'll talk about it after the podcast. But okay. basically, we're going to do a big buck contest. There's going to be an entry fee. Um, portion of it's going to go to a charity, right? You think? Yeah, for we'll, sure. We'll yeah, we'll figure it, something yeah. out. If nothing else, the fireman's fund. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. The, probably the fireman's fund. Um, but it's going to be fun. It'll get guys involved and, and try to, you know, maybe win a little bit of money. And it's going to, we're going to have two court categories. We're going to have a Detroit firefighter category. So biggest buck on the job. And then, uh, and then we'll just open it up for everybody else mm -hmm. um, to enter as well. And it'll be a different category. Um, we're going to allow Detroit firemen to enter both categories if they want to, or just one. Um, but yeah, man, it, I think that's, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited for that. Cause yeah. I like en entering those and, we were talking about the firehouse the other day, and me, Nico, and John got a friendly bet with, uh, not really friendly, it's 100 bucks a man. Oh, it's not friendly. No, that's yeah, not friendly it's, at all. It's uh, biggest buck out of, between the two of us at engine 53, ladder 25, and between the two of them at engine 33, ladder 13, Ooh. Our, our biggest bucks scores in inches, and then those two's biggest We can bucks make it bigger. We could do you and Chris Nobody, at 54s. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah, yeah three firehouses going. So we got that going, but I wanted to do something that will get everybody involved and you know bucks. try to get other firemen from from around the the state or wherever. We don't. Well, no, I'm sorry, I take that back. Not wherever. It's just a Michigan thing. Sorry. Right, yeah. If you're out of Michigan, yeah. If you're in Iowa, yeah, you. If you're can't, in Iowa, we're not. All, all you other states with the giant bucks running around, we can't allow you to be in our our big buck contest because it's not fair. Our big buck <laughs> contest, you pass on. So. So it's gonna be a Michigan thing. Firemen, anyone, your brother, your sister, your grandma, whatever. We're gonna get get them involved and um, hopefully have a fun competition and somebody can win a bunch of money. I think we want to get it out early. That way we can start getting entry fees and grow that. The more money, more people that enter, the bigger the pot's gonna be at the end. And uh, you know, you shoot a big old monster and you win that, your mouth's gonna be paid for. And I think you're a little bit more than that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's gonna be pretty big. And we talked about doing a turkey one too. Yep. Um, I which think we can I, do that. Like I said, I've never done. Yep. A lot of turkey hunting, so I don't know a whole lot about it, but we'll probably set that up too. So, we, so look forward to that. When it comes to contests, also, I think we were talking about that. Uh, 
we were going to do a... Uh, so I guess we'll just spill the beans now. We've well, got, I, you're, I feel like you're spilling the beans to me. Are you pregnant? No. Again, <laughs> you know that. It's your baby. <laughs> no, uh, so... I've kind of taken this by myself, but yeah, I don't we, even know what you're talking we've about. We've got right that. Uh, we've got the um, smoke on the water tournament, all Detroit yeah. firemen. Yeah, yeah, that's tournament. A Detroit, Detroit. Yeah, thing. and so rather we we were talking about it, we were going to do a times up outdoors boat, and like, oh, cool, all three of us. No, no, we're not that friendly to each other. Yeah, Firehouse we're going to do a competition. competition. So each one of us is going to be on a different boat. I think we're going to do some kind of little social media, a uh, uh, little comp contest with. With all you guys and the, uh, all of our yeah, but I'm gonna on. vote with Mike Ferdinand, and Mike Ferdinand is the best photographer in the city, so I'm gonna have better pictures. Well, you might, yeah, you're gonna definitely have better footage because <laughs> he's a pro. But that being said, we're gonna do uh, something along the lines of you have to the guess who the winner is gonna be, and what's the their total weight out of. I think they're doing five fish this year, Joey, or all five total. I don't know total weight. So uh, whatever the, the regs are, that'll be released earlier later, and you guys will win something cool. Um, if you guys choose the winner and the closest one to the uh, the total weight, we'll win something as well. So Which I won the biggest galore. fish uh, two years ago, except for I came in late and they didn't give it to me. I won it about five years ago. Did you? Yeah, I, I, I texted Riggs and told him we were on our way, and then he forgot. Or something happened. I don't know how it happened. But he cheated. He, yeah, he, he ended up, when I got there, he's like, we just did it. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, well, my fish mm -hmm. was bigger than the other fish, but like. Wow. Wait Maybe if you were on time, Scott. I know it was my fault. I shouldn't try to make excuses. So yeah, <laughs> look forward to all that, man. A lot of a lot of good social media stuff, and we're gonna try to partner up with some good some good companies out there this year. And uh, as you can see, if you're watching this podcast, uh, Scott is real thirsty for uh, first light. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, first light, first light. <laughs> Him and his boy Steve Rinella. In the I mean, if Steve Rinella wants to. Put in a good word for us. I, I would imagine he listens to our podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he uh -huh. probably does. He's uh -huh. like, man, this guy says man all the time, like I do. He's oh like, yeah, yeah, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Listen here, man. Oh, oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, there it is. Got him. <laughs> oh, pike at the hole. <laughs> and I hooked you. All right. Oh, nice. No. Son of a little <laughs> ham hammer handle yeah, pike right, right at the, the end. Hole. That's a good closer, I think. <laughs> On that note. All right. We are gonna see you guys uh, next month. Yep. Um, and I hope you enjoyed watching us drink or beer listening. and or, or listening, drink beer. And uh, again, as always, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, if you want to see what we got going on, timesupoutdoors.com is our handle. And, and uh, rate us five stars if you can. Please. Five stars it on helps this, us out a lot. On iTunes, on everything, five stars all the time. And I think this one went a little more smooth than uh, the last one. So. Except for it was super. Oh, in next next episode... We are doing, we're, I'm saying this out loud now so that we hold to it. We're doing a basic turkey hunting how-to because I don't know how to turkey hunt. You're, and you're gonna I'm have, sure there are people out there who don't. So we're going to do a, uh, uh, a nice podcast on you'll have how me, to turkey hunt. You'll have me and, me and Nico out there with calls showing you different methods of, of different calling and uh, a couple of decoys that we like to use and stuff like that. So All right. You got anything else, John? I'm out. You got anything else? Not a thing. Awesome. How about you? Uh, nothing. You having fun? Yeah. All right, man. Later. See you. Bye.